I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU News. 50% chance of rain tonight, otherwise mostly cloudy and breezy, the low 54. People who own certain guns and other items now prohibited under the state's assault weapons ban still need to register those items with the Illinois State Police. But ISP says it plans to hold additional public hearings about that process and may refine the rules before they become permanent next year. Illinois lawmakers passed the Protect Illinois Communities Act in January, banning assault weapons in large-capacity magazines. But people who already owned those items before the law took effect are allowed to keep them as long as they register them by January 1st. Capital News Illinois reports state police published temporary rules governing that process last month, but those rules have generated a mountain of questions from people who say they're hard to understand. During a meeting Tuesday, the General Assembly's Joint Committee on Administrative Rules urged ISP to hold additional public hearings and provide written responses to the questions the agency has received. ISP says it plans to comply with that request. A Marion man is dead following a one-vehicle crash early this morning in Jackson County. Sheriff's deputies say shortly after 2 a.m., they responded to a report of a crash on Royalton Road at Barwick Road in rural Elkville. The caller reported he had struck debris in the roadway and then located a crashed vehicle off the roadway. The driver was found on the ground a short distance from the vehicle. He was identified as 31-year-old Trenton Miller of Marion. The preliminary investigation shows the SUV driven by Miller went off the road to the right, struck a culvert, then a utility pole, then overturned several times. Miller was not wearing a seatbelt and was ejected from the vehicle. He was treated at the scene, then taken to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. Nearly a decade ago, 19-year-old Devereaux Hubbard II died from a pulmonary embolism in Peoria. The cause was a blood clot, which blocked blood flow to his lungs. His story is the inspiration behind a new measure in the Illinois House to increase funding for research and education. Hubbard's mother, Christy, says they later found out blood clots run in their family. We learned that tragically, um, but since that day, we've worked hard to teach others the signs and symptoms so that they would not have to suffer the way our family has suffered. The proposal would increase funding for educational campaigns. The SIU Foundation and SIH are co-hosting a community educational seminar to share the importance of estate planning and the opportunities to incorporate charitable giving into your estate plans. Catherine Syme of the SIU Foundation recognizes people want to make a difference beyond volunteering or serving on a board. To make a greater impact, you can choose to support organizations you care about even after you're gone. We can make a difference with our resources to include charitable giving into those long-term estate plans. If I've been supporting some organization locally, if those are things that are important to me in my life, then how can I also make them a beneficiary of my estate planning um, when I'm no longer here? Local professionals will provide free legal, financial, and philanthropic guidance at the seminar, which is scheduled for Wednesday, October 25th at 11.30 a.m., at the Center for Innovation in Carbondale. The event's free, but seating is limited. Registration closes soon. More information can be found at WSIU.org. Two farmers in the so-called pumpkin capital of the world say this year managed to yield a solid crop despite some tough drought conditions. John Ackerman of Ackerman Family Farms in Morton admits the shortage of rain made things difficult at the outset. This year was challenging. Uh, there was difficult to get the uh, seeds to germinate this spring. 
But we finally caught some rains, and it really saved the crop. We came out of it uh, really well. We've got a good crop this year. Nick Roth of the Roth Pumpkin Patch says the dry conditions resulted in a range in growth among different types of pumpkins. There's some specialty varieties that were just a little bit smaller. Um, our jack-o'-lantern varieties, they surprisingly did fairly well. We still have some nice big jack-o'-lanterns that we're picking. Roth says on the whole, this year's pumpkins are thinner. I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU News.